You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. You know, I keep thinking that somehow, sometime, all this is going to not be crazy for one day. I keep thinking that's maybe possible, but yeah, it's just um, doesn't seem to be going that way. Nope, not possible. Not in this day and age. Uh, no. Things have been, everything's cycling up. Everything's, it's just going to keep getting faster, I think, yeah. until the American people put the brakes on. Well, I think it's going to be the people of the West in general. So it's yeah. it's going to it's going to have to be that because you got a lot of European countries that are starting to stand up now, and it's like you know the Polish. We'll, we'll talk about the Polish here in just a couple of minutes, but you know they opened all their businesses. They said the hell with it. They don't care anymore. So I mean, honestly, I, I have to ask other countries, what the hell are you waiting on? Open your businesses. Forget these jokers, right? Forget these people in governments, the ones that say, oh well, uh, if you don't get vaccinated, you don't get your rights. Well, who in the hell gave you the authority to take them from people in the first place, you sick bastards? Who gave you that authority? Nobody. That's the answer. Nobody. You just took them. And you know something? People are going to have to stand up and they're going to have to take them back because you had no right to take them in the first place. Do you understand? You are there under our permission. It's not the other way around. We don't exist from the permissions you give we the people. You are in those positions because we put you there to represent the people. The Polish people have said, they've come out and they've said, don't be afraid. Polish restaurants and gyms, cafes and and all the rest of it, they've defied the uh, unenforceable restrictions. They all opened simultaneously, all at once. They said, no more of this. We're done with this. So they've sent the police around to different places to kind of, you know, harass businesses and things like that. And I'm reading a story here about how one restaurant got 16 police visits in 10 days. 16 police visits in 10 days. Telling them that he had to shut his doors because of COVID restrictions. But... The restaurant said, um, no, no, we, we've done everything that we've been asked to do and we're still being told that we have to close. No, we're not doing this anymore. So have a nice day. Uh, I mean, you're, you're welcome to order something if you're in here, but if you're not ordering, ordering anything, we're going to have to ask you to leave. They said that this is a quote, all restaurants should open because these, these restrictions are not enforceable. They're not enforceable. These are not laws. These are not laws. These are not legal people. If you even want to take that step with it, these are not legal people here in the U.S. The CDC has actually said uh, they're giving authority to I believe the TSA now has authority and they were looking at giving authority to some other groups that don't have the authority legally to find people for not wearing masks or for opening businesses. So here in the U.S., they're doubling down. Oh, yeah, they're always going to double down. Right. They're, they're always going to double down. So that, that's what it is. Now, now they're going to say, OK, well, uh, you know, it's, it's the next step. It's the next step and the next thing. It's always the next thing. You never go back to normal until you get rid of the people that took normal away. You want to go back to normal? Get rid of the people that took normal away from you. It's that simple. It's that simple. And I mean, peacefully again with that. I mean, peacefully. I mean, you legitimately hold them accountable for what they've done. It's that simple. It's really that simple. People seem to think that this is complicated and complex. It's not. It's not. If everybody stands up and does what the Polish did, if everybody everybody does that, if everybody stands up and does what the Italians did, who's going to stop that? 
I'm, answers so nobody. This is, well, this is the th- maybe maybe in Europe. Here's the problem that I, I think is happening here in the U.S. I think it's gotten to cult level. How do you argue with a, someone that that believes in a cult? You don't. You don't. You don't. And to possibly give some light on that, you get them uh, into a new cult. Well, that, yeah, that was about to say. You know, we have uh, we have GP here who's actually dealt with people like that. And how do you how do you get somebody out of a cult? You get them into a new cult. My cult's Pretty better than it, your cult. Seriously. Yeah, my cult's better than your cult. Exactly, because logical free free thinking has gone out the window. That that ended, I think, a while ago. Because the second you start believing in something, next thing you know, you're getting on. Uh, you know, you start doing some internet or whatever searches, and next, and then. You're into something else. So yeah, apparently, if you want to get somebody into, uh, if you want to get somebody out of a cult, right there, Bruce, it's what he just said. Then you have to convince them that your cult is better than their cult. Which you know, who are we kidding? We know that our cult is better than theirs, right? We know that you know our yeah, treehouse is better than theirs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how how much more crazy can you get than than actual actual freedom? You want your life back? It's that simple. That's all we're offering. We're offering you to get your life back. Those people aren't. They're giving Maybe. you a hundred flaming hoops and some red tape to jump through. Maybe we need to give them sports. Maybe we need to get them like football and basketball and baseball. Maybe they'll. <laughs> Maybe that's the cult they'll join. I would have thought by now they would have realized that uh, this this whole COVID nineteen cult that they're following is um, it's not great. It's causing a lot of businesses to go under, a lot of people's lives to be destroyed, and not because of the virus. You would think they would kind of pay attention to that, you know, notice things. But uh, I guess if you're in a cult. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what it is. All right. So uh, continuing on here uh, and we'll get to California here in just a second since you're in here, GP. Poland on Monday loosened some restrictions across the country, which they opened. It's not some restrictions. Again, this is out of Yahoo. So take it for what it's worth. Not some restrictions. They opened it up. The government had to back down. They had to had to walk away. Shopping malls are allowed to open again. Gyms and restaurants ordered to stay closed, but they don't care. They don't care. 20,000 restaurants are expected to open anyway, according to the Polish Chamber of Commerce. Without enough financial support and lack of clarity over the new enforceable lockdown, they're doing it anyway. They don't care. They say we either open and survive or we all close. Everything that we worked for for so many years will simply disappear. And don't forget, don't forget who stole it from you. They didn't ask you. They told you. Don't forget who stole it from you. The same people that are now telling you, well, you can't get your rights back until you do this. Those are the same people that stole your life. To soften the impact of the pandemic, Poland launched a multi-billion dollar uh, Zloty support scheme for companies. But just like any other support scheme, you know, the, basically it was a, a high interest loan to a business. That's all it was. And for you to get you to sign over everything you had, keep you closed long enough to where you defaulted on the loan and they took everything you got and forgave the debt. So you have nothing. That's what their plan was. But they didn't even have it set up properly, just like they haven't done in any of these countries. They didn't do any of that. Right here, where I'm at, the German government told the businesses, close your business. Don't worry. We've got this financial package ready for you to take. All you have to do is go here and apply for it, and we'll get it to you. They lied to everybody. Businesses haven't gotten any of that money. You, you, mean, you mean governments lied? What? Unfortunately, the, governments uh, lied and people died. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's an oh. unfortunate thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't handle the... <laughs> People's trust in government just it just it's unbelievable. I, it, it baffles me. They if want the government trust, to take care of everything for them. They do. If you trust your government, then you don't know history. It's that simple. It's really that simple. Yeah, I trust the government since they passed laws this year here, like where I live, that if you foreclose, if your home goes into foreclosure, the state has first right to buy it. I'm actually curious. They're saying that California reopened. Did you actually reopen? 
Uh, some places reopened. It depends. Yeah. Heavy, heavy red portions of our state opened. Anything that's in the blue category is still closed. I heard a story from someone. You remember I was telling we were talking about San Fran the other day. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a story from someone talking to me uh, earlier today, and they said that that this is what actually happened. They went to dinner in mm-hmm. uh, uh, up in Marin County, and Lucky. as yeah, as they're as they're up there, they walk to the restaurant and they see people sitting there shivering, dressed in layers inside mm-hmm. the restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're asking the restaurant owner, what's going on here? They said, well, the health department told me if I wanted to open that I had to remove all the windows in my establishment. Mm-hmm. So you're literally sitting there freezing, ordering your dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the difference between an inside restaurant, outside restaurant? Uh, one's inside, one's out. <laughs> you gotta, you have to see what goes on over here. And this is the state that, you know, that Everybody wants to emulate and off. I would feel bad for any state that emulates California. You know, crimes legal, well, up to $950 in property damage. But yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be here. In fact, right down the street from me, they, uh, civilians there went and caught a burglar stealing packages and they had, and the cops, they, they held the person until the cops came and the cops let the person go because it was under the $950. See, they made a mistake. They called the cops. <laughs> but when it comes to this type of thing, it's you're not stopping them because the cops are just letting them go. So they just go on their merry way and do it again and do it again and do it again. As long as it's not to a certain amount, they're just free to go. It sucks. So that's my state. But that's awesome. It's not where you wanted to go. I kind of went off subject. That's not where I wanted to go. But, uh, you know, <laughs> lawlessness in society. I mean, I suppose that, you know, I mean, it's that. Well, we're dealing with lawlessness on both ends, on both ends. No, you know, we're losing. We're losing lawlessness in the uh, government itself. Really? You're going to impeach exactly. a president that's not even president? Let's impeach somebody that's not even in office. They're going How does that it. work? That's uh, How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't. That's They're like, just doing you it. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, uh, you know, extradite somebody that's already gone. Um, they're, they're already gone. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. They're, they're so, yeah, but they're, they're so entwined in their uh, in their hatred and their their fear and their paranoia that they can't stop right it, the whole thing is just a madhouse everything's turned into oh, a madhouse did you see aoc's interview how she was having to hide in the bathroom as they passed by chanting let's kill her i haven't seen that any, one yet any anybody that's been over to the senate any of that area those areas knows that they they have their own private bathrooms it's locked behind a whole series of hallways and doors you can't get out into the public and the closest that anyone got to the senator areas she's dead now you know i'm actually glad you brought up aoc because i was going to talk about her today Mm -hmm. she is well okay she might be in a little bit of trouble and when i say trouble i mean political trouble now you've heard her calls recently Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about the capital thing before that you've heard her calls for nancy pelosi and chuck schumer to basically resign she's made those calls Okay. Well, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer from New York has been quietly working on support among progressives, according to a new report from Politico. Okay, so this is out from Politico. Now, this is a possible primary challenge from AOC. Now, here's the thing. Because of the mass exodus from New York, right, because of the because of COVID and all that stuff, all the people fled from New York. Now, the Democrat Party is saying, well, we might have to redistrict everything in order to make sure that everything's fair, of course. And mm-hmm. this would fair. Yeah, right. Right. Because they unbalanced the political system. Yes. that It was heavy 
one yeah. political party than the other. They're saying that you can't blame both lost, parties. Do it. You know that, right? That's true. Yeah, no, that. no, that's not in debate here. That's not in debate here. But I'm talking specifically yeah. about the ploy here with Schumer and AOC in New York. That's it. New York state has lost a significant enough portion of its population to force the legislature to redraw its congressional districts, leaving one of the state's representatives out of a job. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's not really taken to the uh, the Democrat Party line in Congress, has she? She's kind of done this little thing about her and uh, Omar and a couple others have formed this squad or whatever in the hell, and they've gone on to you know be prominent people, outspoken about Schumer and Pelosi, the old guard Democrat establishment. Well, I kind of like that that they're willing to fight the old guard. I, I she do may too. Be a nutcase, but at least she's doing something. I mean, I, I may not like her her pandering and the stories that she just comes up with, but I do like what she's doing. She's going against the old guard. Who else is doing that? Come on, give me a name. Well, my famous saying, give me a name. Yeah. <laughs> the only person that was actually doing that, you're not going to like my answer, that was doing that, they're not doing it anymore, was Bernie Sanders. Ron Paul? Oh, no, Bernie. Yeah. Bernie Sanders. Well, okay. I'm talking about on, on that side of the aisle. Okay. There was, you know, somebody from that side of the aisle that was taken to them. Okay. Yeah. Somebody yeah, from- yeah, Bernie was. Yeah, Bernie was was he's not anymore. Somebody from the right side well, of the that was aisle. The capitalist. Yeah, right. Somebody <laughs> from the right side of the aisle to take on the same challenge to the Republican establishment mm-hmm. was Ron Paul. Uh, yeah. And you can make the arguments about you know his son Rand uh, and and Ted Cruz and uh, Thomas Massey and the hell's he up? Mike Lee, you know my, Senator Mike Lee. Mm-hmm. You, you can make the arguments about them taking on the establishment, the, their own establishment, not. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say anything about, uh, you know, the Democrats, but the fight within their own party. I understand what you're talking about with AOC and I get where she's coming from, but at least she represents the radical unhinged element that really has no connection to reality. And she has no idea what she's promoting and she's promoting flat out stone hearted Marxism. And that's what I have a problem with. So I respect the fact that she's taking on the old guard. I do respect the fact she's taking on the old guard. I don't respect the fact that she's not doing it in the traditions that are what we're accustomed to in America. That's what I don't respect. No, no. Is she really? No. Is she really taking on the old guard or is she trying to push the old guard further left? I don't think you can push the old guard further left. I don't think you can because they're progressive and they want the same things. The difference is, is the timing. That's the main difference between the two, which AOC, I'm giving her a lot of credit. AOC is a puppet. Uh, the old guard, I don't know. I, I, the not, old guard. I, I can't, I can't give her that benefit personally. I can't say, oh yeah, she's standing up to the old guard. They're in the same, I, they're on the same ideology. It, what they're squabbling about is timing. Yeah. But I mean, the old guard though, I mean, when I say the old guard, I'm talking Pelosi and, and Waters yeah, and yeah. I understand. You know, yeah, Feinstein yeah. and all the rest of them. They're part of that Washington establishment, that long, deep seated Washington establishment that's in there that does the insider trading and everybody gets the fat cat deals and their families get all the contracts and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And they get their little taste on the side. And that's, that's how it is. AOC is not part of that crowd yet, yet, because she hasn't worked her way up to it yet. So she is a puppet. She's a Soros puppet. I mean, that's where that's where it came from. That was Soros money that put her in there. But she's not part of that uh, that entrenched establishment that's this doing the high high frequency deals, shall we say, like the old guard is. She's not to that level yet, more or less in the grand scheme of things compared to that establishment. She is still considered to be a freshman. But yeah, it's entirely possible that she might be out of a job. 
in the coming days. Uh, New York, the veteran senator's home state, is the epicenter of the progressive movement's efforts to oust incumbent Democrats in Congress. Schumer, who is up for re-election in 2022, he's a midtermer, really, has been taking steps both publicly and privately to steal himself from a left-wing primary challenge, especially from his biggest threat, AOC. She might be going after his Senate seat, which could be another reason why uh, she's been telling him to resign, because if she can take the Senate seat in a blue district, if she could be the sole primary uh, there, then she would have it. Could you imagine her as a senator? I can't imagine her as a congresswoman. Okay, one, she doesn't believe in genders, so it's congressperson. Okay, excuse me. Guess we got to get that right. I'm just, I'm just going by her rules. I'm just going by her rules on how she identifies. So uh-huh. I'm not. Okay. I don't care one way or the other. All right. All right. All right. Giving her the benefit how, of the doubt. Wait. How old is AOC? Uh, you is she thirty agent? now? <laughs> yeah, I am because Senate. You can't. You can't uh, be seated if you're not thirty. Is she thirty now? It's a good question. I don't I think don't she is. Oh yeah, she is. She's born in eighty nine. She is okay. All right, let's jump over to the latest executive order. Biden has signed the executive order to ban the term China virus. We discussed this, but he hadn't signed it. The executive order was proposed, but it wasn't wasn't actually. Who who does this bar from using it? Is it just federal agents Uh, or federal? Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Because I will will continue to say China virus, Wuhan virus. Chinese virus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, it says that term has been banned. That was executive order 37. The White House said on its website or confirmed on its website that he had signed it. CBS had said that Biden signed this order to address racism toward Asian Americans during the pandemic with executive action. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They also note that the Biden executive order is also expected to direct federal agencies like the Department of Health and Human Services to examine whether there are xenophobic references like China virus in any existing policies, directives, or government websites published by the Trump administration. All executive actions Biden has instigated thus far, with the last of the ban of the or with the last being the ban of the term China virus, the report notes that additionally the order directed the Attorney General to work to prevent discrimination and hate crimes. So apparently if you say the term now, then just saying it is a hate crime. This is why I don't like the idea of hate crime being verbal or or you know speech related yeah that's why i'm um i'm kind of black and white when it comes to free speech you are free to say whatever the hell you want violent or not violent as long as you're not officially going in and breaking law like you don't actually go in and attack someone it's free speech you know one of the biggest things that i've been asking in recent months is you're hearing all this stuff about Coronavirus, 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 right? It's all been just a constant hammering of that propaganda, right? It's being drilled into people that are following it and those that can't see through it. You know, the unsuspecting public, they can't see through it. Now, we know that our listeners can see through it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to us. We understand that. So not everybody's the same. But a goodly percentage of people, when you look at them out there in the streets, they're following along with all this stuff. You can tell. The ones that drive with a mask on in their car by themselves, they believe all this stuff. They think all this is real. They are so confused that in recent months, no one is asking the obvious question that all of us here have been asking. What are you not hearing about? You're getting what they want you to see and you're hearing what they want you to hear. But the question you have to ask is when you're in the process of actually thinking, what are you not hearing about? What's the one thing you're not hearing about? What you're not hearing about is where it came from. Now, you can sit here and you can call this the China virus, the Chinese virus, whatever the hell you want to call it. 
It doesn't really matter. What matters is where it came from. Giving it a cute name or, or whatever, that's funny more than anything else. But that doesn't excuse the fact of where it came from, does it? Cuomo was saying, oh, it came from Europe. Okay, where'd the Europeans get it? So let's, real quick, wh wh what are we going to call it when they determine that it was really from a lab? You know, I mean, they're saying now that it's likely from a lab. Mm -hmm. They're willing to admit it now. But But we were... We were saying that a year ago and we were, well, nearly a yeah. year ago, and we were crazy kooks and conspiracy right. theorists. Right. Because orange man bad, right? That, that's why that narrative could not be talked about because it happened under the Trump administration. So you, know, you, you can't, you can't Just talk about because, it there. Yeah. You see how politically divided people are? Just because of that one thing. You couldn't talk about it. You couldn't bring it up just because Trump said it. It was like hydroxychloroquine. Same thing with hydroxychloroquine. You couldn't say anything about it. It was this deadly toxic poison that caused heart failure and all the rest of it. Okay, you pointed this fact out, Bruce, hydroxychloroquine to that point. Why were we not seeing mass death across Africa with COVID? Why are we not seeing that? Because it's over the counter there. Exactly. Hydroxychloroquine. It's a malaria drug, and they are handing mm -hmm. it out in third world countries like candy. So the narrative that they were pushing that it does, you know, it can cause heart problems and all that, and high dosages, that, that's the thing. Like, yes, that is true. When you give high dosages, the amount you need for helping, you know, uh, for therapeutic COVID-19 relief, you know, that, that kind of stuff, both as a prophylactic and, and, you know, after you've been, uh, you know, test positive. You know. I have um, that article from 05. Yeah, I have that mm -hmm. article from 05. Should we read it again, just for good measure? I mean, yeah, we can. It doesn't take large dosages of the stuff. It's small dosage, especially when you combine it with zinc and... Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at this. I had to go and I had to dig around back in the year of 2005 for this. This is an article. Anybody can go and look this up. This is out of the Virology Journal. Okay. This is the official publication for the National Institute of Health. Okay. August 22nd, 2005 was the date that this article was published. The header of this article was entitled this. Chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. We report that chloroquine has strong antiviral effects on SARS-CoV infection of primate cells. These inhibitory effects are observed when the cells are treated with the drug either before or after exposure to the virus suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage. Now, you would think, now, I'm just curious, who was one of the department heads of the National Institute of Health in the year 2005? Oh, that was Dr. Anthony Fauci, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, don't you think, out of their official publication of the Virology Journal, don't you think that he would know something about this? You would think, you would think. Okay, so the NHS in 2005, they also said this in that article, concentrations of 10 parts per million, completely abolished a SARS-CoV infection. Chloroquine, let, let me repeat that again, just to be clear on that. Concentrations of 10 parts per million completely abolished a SARS-CoV infection. They also went on to add that chloroquine can effectively reduce the establishment of infection and spread of SARS-CoV. Okay, now granted, that was SARS-1. Now we're dealing with SARS-CoV-2. Okay, so you had SARS-CoV in there, right? That was the, that was the SARS outbreak of 05. Okay. So that's what they were referencing there, is they had this old malaria drug that they said, hey, you know, this thing works for this. It's a great therapeutic. It also acts as a good preventative measure. So don't you think that it would stand to reason that it might be relevant if there's a SARS-CoV-2 virus? 
you would think. But no, you couldn't talk about that because you were a conspiracy theorist. Anybody, any doctor that would talk about that, oh, they got banned. You're a crazy right wing lunatic, right? Is that what we were hearing? Yeah, it's, that's what we heard last year. Oh, no. Came from a lab? Oh, no. That's what are you, some crazy right wing extremist. That's what it was. If that's the case, if that's the case, Bill Maher, right? Everybody knows Bill Maher. Liberal guy, progressive guy, has a show on HBO, Real Time with Bill Maher, high quality production, all that stuff. Now, I've made my stance on Bill Maher pretty clear in recent times. I don't particularly care for a lot of the things that he promotes, but when the guy's right about something, he's right about something. He still has a right to say that. But one thing he's not, he is not a right wing conspiracy theorist. As a matter of fact, this guy laughs at right wing conspiracy theories, as do we. So I want to play a little snippet of what the topic was on his show the other night, two nights ago, that he actually brought up to his two guests. Now, two nights ago. okay. now, again, we were talking about this a year ago. But again, this is Bill Maher two nights ago on his show on HBO. Let's take a listen. We've heard a lot recently about the fact that maybe the virus did start in the lab. Let's talk about that. The fact that there is this lab, I think it's the only one in the world quite like it, in Wuhan, where it started. It would almost be a conspiracy theory to think it didn't start in a lab. <laughs> right? And, and, and that theory was demonized at first, that, oh, it can't. That, come on, that's conspiracy thinking, that it would start it in the lab. But it, it, it certainly is a 50-50, would you say that? Oh, uh, it's far more likely than that. As a matter of fact, right. I said, I think in June that the chances that it came from the lab looked to me to be about 90 percent. OK, um, so this was never a conspiracy theory. In fact, that term is simply used to make it go away. It's a, a an obvious hy hypothesis that is in need of testing. And we are only now a year in getting to the point where we can discuss it out loud without being stigmatized. OK, a big part of the problem, of course, is that. <laughs> We are so politicized, we're so polarized and partisan now as right. a country that if the wrong guy proposed this to begin with, and for half the country it was the wrong guy, then the rest of the country says, no way, no how, we're going to call that a conspiracy theory, and, uh, and we're never going to revisit it. And the fact is, that's not how science works. That is not science. You need to, you need to say, I've got a pattern. I'm going to make some observations, and I'm going to consider every possible explanation on the table. And did it leak from a lab? That was clearly from the beginning a possibility. Okay. Now, Bill Maher is not a right-wing conspiracy theorist. This is no longer a right-wing conspiracy theory. Now you've got prominent left-wing people coming out and bringing that topic to the forefront. As we've said, Fauci's fingerprints are all over this thing, right? 2015, you can go back in the Scientific Atlantic Journal and you can see in 2015 where that gain-of-function research came from, who paid for it, and who they gave it to. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Are you surprised by, by Bill Maher's stance on this? Either, either one of you, right? E either one of you can weigh in on this. Because here, here's a guy who is, again, like I said, He's not a conspiracy theorist. He's not a conspiracy theorist. He's not some crazy nut. Well, I mean, <laughs> but politically, I mean, we can argue that, but strictly with politics, right? It's got nothing to do with, with him personally or anything like that. I mean, that's argument of ideas. So yeah, okay, Bruce. All right, I, see, I see what you're saying. But no, honestly, I, I would like to, I, I would like to sit down and I would like to have a conversation, a good conversation with Bill Maher. I really would. Sure. I really would. And, and just talk out ideas. And if we disagree, fine, we disagree. But we can still, the, the important thing is, is that we can still have the conversation. And by this being brought up on his show that has a big following, a, a big following, millions of viewers, I think that's saying something. He's got a couple of diverse guests that he's sitting there talking this out with. And to be clear, they're not 
saying that it did come from a lab, but they're at least bringing the topic up that, hey, can we at least talk about this? Can we talk about this now? In his first guess, you heard him say, at least we can bring this up and we can bring it to the forefront now without being ostracized. And then, of course, the second guest made the point that, well, we're so divided as a body politic that we can't have the discussion because it's about politics rather than science. We should be following the science. We shouldn't be following the politics of it. And she's absolutely right. And so is the other guest. So I, I in, in a way, I think I, I agree with all three of them here on this point. On this point, we need to be having the discussion. Like I said from the beginning, what are you not hearing? For, forget this this stuff that you know that Biden's doing about banning the term China virus. Who gives a who gives a damn what that is? Okay, forget that. The important thing is the origin of it and who is taking advantage of it now. Who's redirecting our attention away from this, and why are they doing it? So. That to me, I mean, that in my in my personal opinion, I mean, that that's the bigger issue and the agenda behind it. OK, now <laughs> you can sit here and you connect dots and, and do all that stuff. But that's not what we're going to do. We're talking about this issue in particular. And, and again, I'm raising the question. What are you not hearing? What are you not hearing? Why were those of us that were saying this, what Marge just brought up a couple of days ago on a show? Why were those of us that were saying that 12 months ago? Why were we considered right wing kooks? and conspiracy theorists when we were doing exactly what one of his guests just said. We were following the research that we were looking at ourselves. So in a sense, we were we were doing exactly what they're doing now just a year prior, eight months prior, whatever. We were following the science of it. Here's a level four biocontainment facility that's run by the PLA in Wuhan. And it's what, 300 meters from this supposed, uh, what was it, the seafood market or whatever it was, where you get the bat soup and the pangolin sandwich, as Marty said? Common sense. And SARS-1 leaked out of that lab in the early 2000s, that same lab. So why would it not be logical to think that it's entirely possible that the second one would have gotten out of there? Because we're told it didn't. <laughs> Leave it up to GP to give the, the common sense answer to that, yeah. We were told... It didn't. So therefore, it didn't. Yes. The government said, therefore, I believe. Yeah, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The religion of politics. If you are following those political parties, you have to agree with everything they say. Yeah, whatever. So uh, just real quick, it would have been a little difficult for the SARS virus to come out of the Wuhan lab because the Wuhan lab didn't exist yet. SARS was early 2000s and Wuhan lab wasn't until like 2015, 2016. Okay, so uh, okay, right, hold on. Though. But what were the reports I was reading that that was the same lab that leaked the SARS-1 virus then? Um, I, I don't know, because uh, like I said, SARS-1 was like 2000, what, 2003? 2003, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Wuhan lab wasn't uh, the the money trail wasn't it was 2014, 2015 is when the money trail was happening for right. the okay. creation of the laboratory. OK, so that so, laboratory. So was there a, was there another laboratory that they were SARS-1 leaked out of? Because everything that I read said that SARS-1 leaked out of a lab. Uh, let's see. It, it did come from China. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the official documentation. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, everything that I had read when all this began was that SARS-1 had a similar incident, although it wasn't as widespread because they couldn't they couldn't do what they're doing now back 20 years ago. They couldn't do it as in mass media manipulation, social media, smartphones, all the rest of it. They didn't have all that stuff at their disposal. Same thing with H1N1 in 2008. They couldn't have done it. They tried. They're saying so it feels like it it 
is a cover-up. They did have laboratories there, but it, the, the Wuhan one specifically. That one specifically, um, yes, that wasn't there, but there was a lab there. there. Yeah. yeah, there was a yeah. lab there. Not specifically that one, but there was a lab there that there's, that I remember reading that SARS leaked out of. Yeah, and they're saying they actually aren't <laughs> admitting, from what I'm seeing, they're not saying specifically where it came from. They're saying there's a lot of myths on where it came from, but the um, most widely accepted, I guess, uh, or at least what they want you to believe is the most widely accepted, is uh, that the virus might have come from wild a, a wild animal market. Uh-huh. So okay, literally that sounds awful familiar. That yeah, is. it sounds yeah. awful familiar, doesn't it? Okay, mm-hmm. all right, anyway. All right, that's uh, we'll we'll look more into that. But okay, your your thoughts on Mar? So the the whole thing there, it's literally just Trump is out. Orange man bad. They don't, you know, now it's it's basically he's basically out of the news. I mean, we've seen it as far as their um, ratings and whatnot. CNN was down 44 uh, percent in, in the three primetime hours bracket of the age of 25 to 55 or something. Yeah, they like don't that. have Trump to bash anymore. Now they're bashing it, each other. Yeah. And it's like people don't want to see that. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're all unified and you're all together and you're all. Yeah, let's get rid of Trump. Let's get rid of Trump. Oh, now that he's gone. Well, we don't have anybody to blame for everything. So now we're going to have to take the blame for this stuff. So now they're going to start fighting amongst themselves. My whole issue with this is, so the the first uh, papers we've seen on this uh, were from an India lab uh, that basically the, the, the paper they, they wrote was saying, this came from a lab. You can't have these kind of mutations in the, in the wild, if you will, right? <laughs> or basically, the chances of it happening are statistically impossible. I believe the the number is uh, ten to the fiftieth power. If it if the chances are greater than that, um, basically it's impossible to happen in 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 nature. Or that's kind of the standard they have. Long story short, we knew this was there. They're just playing political games. If you were a true reporter, if you were a true journalist, or um, really cared about I don't know life in general, I'm not even going to say freedoms, just life in general. Wouldn't you? Research where this came from, looked into it. Would you would you not have put the uh, political agendas aside or the politics, the uh, Trump derangement syndrome and looked at it? Maybe maybe we could have uh, figured out where it came from and got more information on it or, or created a I mean, we could have been using therapeutics more often where we, we could have, you know, just dis- dispelled the nonsense that hydroxychloroquine is evil or there's just, this is this is all just a political game. I have it no, is. It is. It's, it's I, turned I, into- I don't I don't have any respect for him pulling it out now. OK. All right. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. But yeah, it is. It is the political thing. It's turned into this political game. And it's like everybody seems to think like all these politicians think, oh, well, a, a vaccine that's going to fix everything. No, no, no. Do, do, you, do you sit here and do you actually hear yourselves? Do you actually hear yourselves when you think that that is going to fix everything? Where on earth has the talk been for the last 12 months about staying healthy, living a healthy lifestyle, eating properly, getting exercise, getting enough sleep, not having enough stress? All you dumbasses have done is increase all of that. Stress, the unhealthiness, you shut everything else down. Anxiety, suicide, all off the charts. And now, now you want people to listen to you when you say, take a vaccine? Uh, no, 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 no. I get what you're saying about Mar. I'm glad that he's at least bringing it up at this point. I'm glad that somebody on the opposite side of the political spectrum is at least standing up and saying it. Because nearest I can tell, anyone in the political class isn't doing it. They're not doing it. It takes a TV personality to stand up and do it on the left. Now, we know everybody that's on the, uh, that's on the right 
They've been tossing out that theory for better part of a year now, but they've all been crazy conspiracy theorists. But now that somebody's done it on the left, I get what you're saying. I agree with you. I mean, he should have been doing it last year. Again, the politic game was involved there. Uh, and it would have been at that time with that landscape, I could have seen him getting canceled. Right. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised they actually haven't circled on him already because he's been quite a, an outspoken proponent of a lot of these measures that the governments have taken to take away people's rights. This is a nasty situation. And I, to be honest with you, I don't see this ending well on either side. I, I don't see it ending well. I think the smartest thing, the smartest thing that could happen right now is the most <laughs> the most far fetched, if you will. The smartest thing that could happen right now which is never going to happen, by the way, I'll just throw that out there now, uh, would be for the governments to resign in shame, in disgrace. That would be the smartest thing for them to do. But we all know they're not going to. We all know they're not going to do that. That would be the smartest thing for them to do. So uh, they have sealed their fate and they will go down with the ship. That's what they will do, uh, unfortunately. And that's that's the way that things are. But uh, moving right along, GP, you got anything you want to say on that? No, I'm good. I'm all right. Wait, hold on. He didn't ask if you were good or not. No, I, oh. yeah, I didn't. I didn't ask if you were. Didn't ask if you were good. I asked if you had any. Well, that's all that's important right on. now is whether I'm. I'm good or not, right? Yeah, you're good. You're sneezing COVID all over the place over there. Yeah, it's. it's just, I am. I'm yeah. trying to spread my COVID to make sure every inch of my household has it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which I'm about right. to cough again here. Give me a second. Yeah. Okay. All right, there we go. Let's uh, let's jump into a little bit of Antifa news. I'm surprised they haven't been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm kind of shocked, right? BLM. Uh, I mean, got they're nominated. a shoe in, right? They are. They are. Surprised they haven't, especially with an act like this. An armed Antifa mob violently took over a hotel in Olympia, Washington. Antifa... (laughs) GP's just sitting there staring at me like, are you serious? (laughs) Antifa members armed with knives and hatchets took over a hotel in Olympia, Washington over the weekend. The Olympia Police Department is in the process of clearing the downtown Olympia Red Lion Hotel after it was forcibly occupied by a group identified as Only Housing Now, uh, a homeless activist group. Employees of the hotel have been safely escorted out of the occupied hotel after sheltering in the basement through the afternoon and part of the evening. That was the that was a statement put put out by the uh, uh, city of Olympia police. At about 11 a.m. today, people inside the red line began calling 911 to report a group was attempting to forcibly take over the hotel. Olympia Police Department received reports that the employees felt under threat from the group and that an employee was allegedly assaulted. I mean, it's it's mostly peaceful, right? Yeah. Employees reported that some members of the activist group inside the hotel were armed with such items as hatchets, batons, knives, and had gas masks, helmets, and goggles, apparently in preparation for a confrontation. Huh. Well, that's interesting. They estimated about 45 members of the group inside the hotel and outside of the hotel. At the time of the occupation, approximately 40 rooms of the hotel were booked with guests who were bystanders to the incident. Those guests sheltered in their rooms during the occupation. Uh, and they're providing a safe place for them as the hotel is cleared. Um, okay, now why wouldn't you offer a Nobel Peace Prize to to these fine, upstanding model citizens? Why wouldn't you do that? Do we need to get another member of the Norwegian Parliament to uh, to nominate these people? I mean, for crying out loud, with action like this, right? Trying to trying to show equality in a community. I mean, my goodness, if this doesn't say that, I don't know what does. That should have been international news. Why wasn't it? Why wasn't it? Why wasn't that put out there for the world to see how? peace-loving these individuals are. You know, the only person that covered that, that I would argue is probably the the most, well, one of the most, uh, next to probably uh, Elijah Schaefer, uh, one of the most in-your-face, on-the-ground, chest-to-chest kind of uh, people out there that gets in Antifa's face, 
right? Elijah Schaefer does it. He does a damn good job at it. Was Andy No? Didn't you tell me that Andy No moved out of the country? He actually fled the U.S.? Yeah, he's uh, in London right now, or at least was, uh, because of death threats um, and basically Antifa hunting him down, which they're also hunting down Antifa. Both Antifa and BLM are after Schaefer as well. But... Now, that's um, interesting. Why, why are they after Schaefer? Is it just because he and he and No do the same thing that like yeah, they, they they're, infiltrate they're, these they're groups? Exposing. And yeah, that, that's basically it. They just they, they're exposing the two uh, two groups and they don't like it. I've seen video of Antifa and BLM basically going around looking for him, posing as uh, um, journalists or or document uh, documentary, whatever, uh, basically asking around for him. And once they find him, they say he's a, a white supremacist or, you know, something like that to try to get the mob to attack him. That's kind of their M.O. But I'm, uh, why haven't we seen anything around the world uh, that, you know, based on what Antifa is doing? Well, it's quite simple. They're anti-fascists. So clearly their uh, motive is good, right? Uh, oh, that's freedom all fighters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Free, they, freedom yeah. fighters. Well, Andy No actually put it out on Twitter. And as soon as he saw the uh, the video of what was going on, at this hotel, he knew who some of the members were. And he started he started tweeting out, which I'm surprised they still let him have a Twitter, to be fair. I'm surprised he wasn't part of all that band. But he said, uh, this is what uh, this is one of the uh, local Antifa leaders is saying. And he puts out the name of the individual and their uh, uh, their Antifa, I guess, you know, handle, call sign, whatever it is they call themselves. He then links and references how they've organized similar instances of violence and siege in other parts of the country and how they'll move them around. Now, see, that to me right there, that is, that's real journalism. That's what needs to be happening. That's real investigative work. That's what the mainstream media is supposed to be doing. And it takes, it takes a guy like that to do that. And he gets basically run out of the country. You know, he, he goes into hiding because he's in fear of his own life, because he's doing what needs to be done. He's doing exactly what the mainstream media is supposed to do. And I got all the respect in the world for the guy. And he's not some crazy right winger either. As a matter of fact, if you go to his website, and you look at his work. He's really on the left in a lot of respects. And OK, that's fine. Whatever. But at least he's doing real investigative work and Schaefer as well. Right. Schaefer as well. I, I saw Schaefer, Elijah Schaefer on Tim Pool's podcast. Uh, it's been about two, three weeks ago. And he was talking about how he goes out and infiltrates some of these groups and he'll go to like some. What? Jeff Bezos just stepped down. He's stepping down Q3. Really? Yes. Just got it. Just got the news. What's the stock price? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea, but I just saw that Jeff Bezos is uh, stepping down Q3. AMZN, I think, is the uh, the symbol. yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not on it. You got there, there, uh, Bruce. Andy that's pretty J big. Jassy. We'll replace him. Yep, that's big. Another world that's leader. Big. Stepping down. He's. I uh, mean, uh, another person stepping down. Another Sorry, world I, leader I, I hate... stepping down. <laughs> is that public? Is there? Is that just insider? Yeah. Public, 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 public. It's public. All right. Yeah. yeah this was. So we can keep it here. From like 15 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, 15 yeah. minutes. So, we can keep, yeah. Yeah. so Bezos uh, stepping down. All right. He's yeah. stepping down and he's going to executive chair on, on the board. So he's going to pull. OK, I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing. So he's taking a Bill Gates route. He's he's withdrawing yeah. as, as chairman and CEO and he's stepping back as as a, you know, a, a majority shareholder, maybe. Stock went down. 
Yeah. Oh, I figured it was. Yeah, I, I figured it would go down. Bucks. They just announced that market's gonna. Yeah, the market's just about to close, so that's not gonna do much now. It's closed. Yeah, they waited till the end of business. That's why. Yeah, yeah, end of business, right? Yeah. They're, if they would have announced that this morning at like ten o'clock, <laughs> they would have. Yeah. They would have gotten hammered today. It honestly, the stock hasn't really done much. I mean, it did go down some, but not. It's it's throughout the entire day. It's gone like this through the yeah, day that's and normal. it's not any lower than what it was earlier that day so at 10:05 a.m. the stock was 3374 uh-huh and at 2:20 p.m. it was 3419 okay oh wow okay then at 4 p.m. it was 3380 which that's when the stock closed yeah 4 p.m. yeah that would be f- 1 o'clock our time so yeah 4 p.m. yeah okay yeah so that'd been yeah 24 minutes ago. Yeah, that makes sense. They waited till right after close. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do we know anything about that guy? New puppet guy? I don't know. Let's um let's spend the last few minutes here on, on Antifa. Nope. Okay. They're too awesome. We should really just give them hugs because they did. You want to give Antifa hugs, babies. GP? You, you seriously? Yeah, you I want to give, give them hugs. hugs. Right. They're fatal, but they're hugs. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I want to hug them to death. Well, to no, death. It's, it's important. It's important to talk about this group because you've got politicians that enable them you do mm-hmm. you have politicians that enable them as long as you it fits d- their agenda because right now they're going against them so not as really they as long as their activities because part of antifa was in the uh, capitol building yeah but they're not saying that they were i mean we identified some of the antifa members that were in there but they weren't the only ones no 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 we had we had there was blm in there there were boogaloos in there you know on the right side so we, I mean, we mm-hmm. we know that there was they were antagonist groups from both sides. You can't really say it was one or the other. But mm-hmm. more to the point, and it's funny you bring up the Capitol because to that point, the unhinged Democrat Party has been doing exactly that since that day, haven't they? Oh, it was an insurrection. It's the worst thing since Pearl Harbor, and all these House members nearly died. Didn't you say that AOC is now saying that she was in the restroom, sheltering in place, yes. fearing for her life, or or whatever? Yes. Okay. There is a Democrat lawmaker that now says it's time to call Republicans terrorists. House Representative Jackie Spire, I think is her name, a Democrat from California, go figure, no no offense, said, and I'm quoting, it's time to call Republicans the terrorists. You know, she put it here, out, here's she a, put it here's out on her Twitter yesterday. This, she tweeted that if, yesterday. OK, wait, wait. If we remove the Republicans, say, say the Republicans got removed completely from political influence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just the Democrats. Yeah. Who would they blame for all their problems? Uh, the ones that are not radical enough. That's how it is. You're always more and more radical on the left. They would continue. They would continue to blame Republicans and say Republicans are the ones that caused all the problems. And so we have to fix X, Y, and Z, they'll start pushing for more and more radical things. But as things start failing, because they start running out of money, that's when they'll start going after each other and say, well, there was corruption. Well, there was... They're already doing it. They're they're already doing it. Let me ask you guys, let me ask you both a question, right? And we'll get back to this just just in a second. But just on that point right there, how much longer do you think they're going to give Biden before they pull him? I don't think they're going to use the corruption narrative uh, to pull no, Biden. No, no, they're going to use uh, a mental thing with him. He's going. Yeah. He's going to have. A, he's going to have a stroke or something. I honestly. So I have. I have two theories on that one. Theory one is that he'll sit in office, whether he's doing anything or not, or just signing executive orders. He won't come out and say anything, right? It'll continue to be that uh, whoever the press secretary is now, and he'll sit in long enough. Uh, to allow Kamala to run again for two more terms, right? So 
Yeah, okay. So they'll roll him out there in front of the cameras when they need to to get him to do something. Yeah. And then when was the last time you saw this guy in front of the press, right? He, he's not out there taking questions on a daily basis. He hasn't been in the press room yet. He's got that whatever in the hell she is uh, in there, Miss Circle Back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a compilation floating around out there. It's funny as hell. Yeah. Circle back. I'll circle back to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll circle back. We're going to circle back. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so you've got reps now that are saying this, right? That's, I mean, you call them terrorists. Uh, Spires call for Republicans to be labeled as terrorists followed her complaint that Democrats are referred to as radical leftists by some in the GOP. No, some of the Democrats have turned radical leftists, AOC and company. That's the radical left. Is Nancy Pelosi a radical leftist? Some would argue yes. I would. I personally would argue no. She's old guard establishment. She wants to lay in the cut, do the insider trading, make the money. Uh, she's not radical yes enough. She, but she's not radical enough by the radical left. She tries to be to appease, but the policy of appeasement, ask Neville Chamberlain how well that worked out. Well, okay, so... Do I think she's radical left to the to the point that she's for um, well, she's not radical left like Antifa, for example. She's not like that or like an AOC. She is radical left in the sense of opportunistic. She's more of a, a vulture. So she'll come in and, for example, if you want to retain more control, more power, your little cash cow that you have, what do you do? Well, you go more authoritarian, right? But at the yeah. same time, you got to give little bones to the people to make them think that they still have their freedoms, that you're doing what's best for them and so on and so forth to keep them from revolting. This so is why you always see the celebrities and the and the higher ups and the, the corporation heads. They're all left wingers because it keeps the mobs that they stir up off of their doorstep. You're absolutely right. Yeah, this, this is exactly what we see that China's doing. So whether or not she's left leaning or not left leaning enough, it, it doesn't really matter. She's a chameleon. She'll do whatever she has to to retain the money and the power that she has. So she'll continue going further left to to, to keep it. And honestly, I, I think she's going to get replaced soon anyway. She's getting up there in age. It's uh, not like she would kneel to another political party or anything, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> with with the with the scarf, the it's not like she would kneel. Yeah. 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 yeah which is a cultural appropriation. Oh, my which goodness. Which is cultural appropriation. Oh, my goodness. She did. I could not believe what I was watching when I saw that. The, 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 the tribe went, are you talking about the scarf thing when they were kneeling? Yeah. 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 Um, those scarves were the colors of a slaver tribe. I mean. Uh, and that was actually, that was brought up by someone from Africa <laughs> who was living in Africa. Or no, yeah. Yeah, who was an immigrant from Africa from that tribe yeah. Yeah. and calling them out for their hypocrisy. It, you couldn't make it up. It was too funny to, to sit there and listen. It was just it was unbelievable. I could not believe. It. And then Jerry Nadler, that degenerate from New York, right? Jerry Nadler, who says Antifa's a myth. It's, it's just more of an idea. It's not an actual group. Or no, that's Biden. Yeah, Biden. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's, it's, that's not an organization. That's an idea. I need to get Andy No's book. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he does. He's got a book. <laughs> he yeah. does. Uh, it's called, uh, and I'll, I'll plug it. It's uh, it's called Unmasked, uh, mm-hmm. and it's about it's about Antifa. Inside Antifa's radical plan to destroy democracy is, uh, and that's I mean that's what they are, right? They're they're radicals, and the basis democracy or the republic democracy democracy yeah it's, do we know me. democracy doesn't work? I, I'm I'm with that then because democracy is idiotic. I know. 
I know, but these are these are anarcho. Well, you can't yeah, call them anarcho communist because it doesn't yeah. like that's an oxymoron in and of itself. But this <laughs> re, this was the basis of their ideology, more or less. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is actually this is a book you can pick up on Amazon. Uh, I think I got it for. I want to say about $13. And it's called Burn Down the American Plantation. It's not very long. It's about 80 pages. And it's put together by the revolutionary abolitionist movement. And this is the basis for what Antifa roots themselves in. This is it. This is it. So if you want to understand where all this this craziness is coming from, all this radical ideology, everything's in this book. Everything's in this book. And I'm curious to uh, to see what uh, Mr. No there has to say in his um in his book there. So I think I'm going to order his book uh, and give it a read. I think he was having problems with publishing or something there. He bit. was. Uh, the, the publishing house, I think he went to, uh, Antifa said like they leaned on the publishing or the publisher or something like that. And the publisher, would, they were too afraid to publish the book or whatever it was. Is it so a publisher I mean, or bookstores or something like that. It's, well, it was the bookstores too. Yeah, it was a bookstore too. There was a bookstore in uh, in New York that he was trying to get a deal with, and of course, I mean they've got a heavy presence in New York, so uh, obviously. And then of course the publishing industry. I mean, goodness, it is what it is. All right, gentlemen, uh, we are out of time. Anything else either one of you uh, would like to bring up? A couple of minutes here. Yes, no? no. Yeah, I've got I've got one thing real quick. Okay, and I, I figured out why this Andrew R. Jassy, or however you're supposed to say his name. Who? I figured out why. The new CEO of Amazon. Oh, yeah, okay. I figured out why I recognized him. He was the CEO of AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. That is the group that abolished Parler. Yeah, that that was the web service that Parler used. He was the head of that. Hmm. So interesting. I'm, I'm going to leave that little tidbit out there for yeah. you guys to ponder. Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. We are going to have to go. So thank you guys for sitting down today. Normally, I would plug our socials of Parlor, but due to what you just said, Bruce, there's the man responsible for it. So unfortunately, we're not on there. However, we have shifted over to Telegram. So please do subscribe to us over on Telegram. If you haven't made the jump to Telegram, then you need to do it as quickly as possible. That app is under fire by multiple lawsuits that are hitting both Google and Apple to have them remove the app from their store. Telegram is a a great platform, an uncensored platform to uh, reach out and connect with other people, like-minded people, join news channels, you get all the news feeds over there uh, of not only your prominent people, but uh, also news organizations in and of themselves. So it's a great platform. We're over there. Uh, If you download Telegram and you get signed up to it, uh, search for us over there. Just search for Dynamic Independence. We will pop right up. We're a public channel. Subscribe to us there and you will get not only all of our podcasts that we put out here, but you also get an exclusive podcast that we do once a week. So yeah, get subscribed to us over there. Telegram, fantastic platform. Also, if you are a small business, we're extending special priority to small business owners in the US, the UK, or any other Western nation. If you have decided that you've had enough of this, if you want to come on, talk to us, tell us your story, tell our listeners your story about your business, about your experience through all of this. We would love to sit down and get your take on all this stuff, all this craziness that's going on. So we would ask that you reach out to us anytime at tips at dynamicindependence.com. Give us your information, get in contact with us, and we will arrange for you to come on and sit down and speak to our audience. It'd be a real pleasure. Also, that goes for anybody else. Uh, if you 
want to get in contact with us, you can do so anytime. Again, by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. Also, we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that'll do it for today. Thank you to both of you. Thank you to all the listeners, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.